What's up, guys? So now I want to go over the landscape of the tight end position for 2020 fantasy footballers. Okay, so um, similarly to quarterback, and even if you if you heard my episode on wide receivers, similar to, similar to those positions, the tight end position um, I prefer to wait on in general, uh, just like quarterback, but. I feel like this year the depth is going to be starting. I really like what I see after round five or round five and after I should say. And I really think there's a chance you could end up with your starter in round 10 or later. And I think he could be like a legitimate top five option. I mean, it's that I think the value is that disproportionate uh, to their ADP. So Okay, if you are a guy that's like, no, man, I want Travis Kelsey or George Kittle on my team, and I'm I'm going to spend my second round pick on him. To you, I say, go for it. You know what I mean? It's just my personal preference to load up on wide receiver and, and or running backs whenever possible early on. Like I just, I've had a lot of success in my life drafting tight ends later, like 2018, I drafted George Kittle in like the 11th round as my only tight end. And, you know, he went nuts. <laughs> um, but like I kind of have a, a I get lucky or I, I you want to call it luck or whatever. I, I'm pretty decent at drafting tight ends and I typically only draft one. It just depends on, you know, how the board lays out and my overall conviction for that one player. If I'm like like that year with George Kittle, I was like, dude. I'm only I'm gonna take George Kittle late, and he's my only tight end, and I'm gonna hit it. And last year I did the same thing with Mark Andrews. Uh, I took Mark Andrews very late in most of my drafts, if not all of them, and you know he was top five tight end. So that's why I don't touch Kelsey or Kittle as good as great as they are as players. Uh, I just I just prefer to wait. So and their and their ADPs is basically second round. So I'm not gonna get those guys personally. Um, Mark Andrews is a guy that's going late, late third to fourth round. I am not taking Mark Andrews there. Um, the reason is, well, similar to Kittle and Kelsey, I'm I'm not going to take. I I just don't. Fourth round is a little bit too early there. Like if it was if it was Kelsey or Kittle in the fourth round, maybe I you know maybe I'd pull the trigger there, but. Uh, it, all, it depends on what's on the board, and yeah, I'm just not there yet. Andrews is great, and I feel really comfortable with him as a top five option, uh, top five tight end, but I just think the value is better in the fourth round. Like, for example, are you drafting Odell Beckham Jr. or Mark Andrews in the fourth round? I mean, I'll take Odell. Uh, are you drafting Juju Smith-Schuster or Mark Andrews? I'll take Juju. You know what I mean? So... Um, especially when when I'm as as I peek right here at the who's available later and where that later is, I'm all for the the waiting in this situation. So uh, Zach Ertz is available in round four. I'm not touching Ertz. I think Goder is a really good player, and he and I think that they played a lot of twelve personnel last year. I think they added enough weapons on on the outside at, at the receiver positions to. Um, be a little bit less of a 12 personnel team this year, potentially. Um, so that, but 
the problem is I, I think that basically with Godert taking some of uh, Ertz's work and with some of the new receivers taking some of those uh, targets, I think Ertz is going to be a little bit touchdown dependent to be a top five guy. I think he'll definitely be a top 10 guy, uh, probably even top seven, eight, but I'm not drafting um, a tight end of that caliber in the fourth round. So I'm going to stay away from Ertz. Now here's where I start to get interested in drafting a tight end for myself. Darren Waller in the fifth, late fifth, sixth round. Um, I'm all for Waller there. Um, <clears throat> it really just depends on who else is available. Um, more specifically, it all depends on which running backs are available, which running backs slash wide receivers are available. Because think about it like this, guys. I'm going to do the same thing I did uh, with Waller that I did with the other guy. Are you taking Odell? Are you taking, I mean, Juju? Are you taking, like, you know what I mean? Or, or are you taking Waller? Like, I'm taking, uh, are you taking Chris Carson there? Are you taking, you know, Sorry, then my receiver list pulled up. But yeah, I mean, there's just so many Keenan Allen. Or are you taking Keenan Allen or Darren, Darren Waller? Are you taking Calvin Ridley or Darren Waller? You know what I mean? So um, I'm going to take the receiver there most of the time. So uh, I'm interested in Waller at that spot. I like the value. I think it's very fair because I think he'll be a top five tight end. But it just depends on what's available. So now Evan Ingram is the next one available as, as tight end sixth in the sixth, seventh round area. Um, I'm a little concerned with Evan Ingram because I think the Giants have three legit receivers. Plus Ingram's been, you know, not necessarily the most reliable guy in terms of health. So I'll, I'll stay away there. But here's where I really start to love the value. Hunter Henry. Give him to me in the late sixth, uh, early seventh round. Yes, please. Um, Rob Gronkowski. I'm not opposed to Rob Gronkowski right here in the seventh, eighth round, more so the eighth round. But like, I'll take Rob in the eighth, depending on, of course, what's available. But um, Tyler Higby, another guy I really like. Jared Cook. I'm I like Cook there. Um, maybe not this year because if I like I like the other guys a little bit more. But he's a solid option if you feel if your conviction is strong on Cook. Uh, Austin Hooper in the 10th round, 9th round. Like, I'm all for that. Noah Fant. Yeah, I, I really like Fant. But I think the he's got more of that crazy range of outcomes on a weekly basis. But he could. He does have top five upside. That's the thing with Fant. So you have to worry about the floor a little bit. But his upside is top five. Someone I love, 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 Hayden Hurst, man. I think the opposing defenses are going to be looking to take away Julio, and now Calvin Ridley's going to be getting more attention. Um, I think Hayden Hurst is a guy that that can capitalize and have a – he's capable of having a similar season that Austin Hooper had last year. So uh, Hayden Hurst is a guy you can get in the 10th or 11th round. And like I was just saying, like Hurst – in the Hurst and Juju or um, Waller and, you know, what, whoever you can get in the 11th round in terms of other skill player, you know, like I, I that's why I tend to go that way. Uh, another guy that I really like as a <clears throat> potential sort of sleeper guy is Mike Gesicki. Gesicki finished 2019 
fairly strong. He didn't go crazy, but he definitely finished strong. Um, his overall situation has improved. He and with the Preston Williams coming back, he should be able to get even less attention from opposing defenses. Um, and if you remember Gasicki in college, he was dynamic. He's a dynamic athlete. If he takes the next step in the situation, like their offensive line gets better, their quarterback play improves, which it should, but Tua, um, Gasicki is a guy that could be a top 10 tight end, a true tight end one this year. And he is available in the 11th round at the earliest that you have to take him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, same area there, 11th to 12th round. Um, Hawkinson has top seven, maybe even top five upside. Like, I think he's that good. I was that high on him coming out. I think he was a top 10 player for me. Um, and yeah, man, Hawkinson just, he got hurt last year after, after a good hot start. Uh, and he kind of was hit and miss, but, but Detroit has those three good receivers this year. I think Amendola takes two steps back and Hawkinson eats those two steps and moves forward. So I think you see a much more efficient TJ Hawkinson. And honestly, I would have absolutely no problem drafting him in the 11th or 12th round as my only tight end. And same goes for Dallas Goddard. I would take him in the 11th or 12th round as my only tight end. Um, He's going to have weeks where he, you know, his floor is a little low. And his ceiling is always going to be a little bit limited, but I think he's just that steady guy. He's just going to be eight, to, eight to twelve points essentially every week, you know. Other than a couple here and there where he doesn't do much because they have other options. But and also he's the tight end two on his own team. But in the twelfth round, I mean, are you okay with that? I am. Uh, <clears throat> who else do I like? A guy with very, very high ceiling, O.J. Howard, and I'm still going there. And you can damn near get this guy undrafted at this point in the 15th round or whatever. It's crazy. Um, He's going that late. But I think with Evans and with Evans and Godwin commanding all the attention they're going to command and with Tom Brady entering the fold, we know how much Brady loves throwing to tight ends and Brady is more than willing to to at least encourage some 12 personnel. So we get Gronk and OJ Howard on the field together. Um, OJ Howard's sneaky. He, you might want to just roster him for week one and see what he does and then dump him. If you, you know what I mean? Uh, if he doesn't do much, but also guys that I'm interested in deep sleepers, like guys, you, you pretty much don't even have to draft, but if you want to get sneaky, you could uh, Jace Sternberger from the Packers. He's essentially replacing Jimmy Graham. And I like him a lot. And especially for the price tag of like literally n- nothing, you can grab him super late and uh, or or just, as I say, an undrafted guy and just hold on to him for a week and like bef- hold on to him before you pick up a kicker. Like don't draft kicker, draft Jace Sternberger or somebody like him instead. And then watch Sternberger week one, see what he does. If he doesn't do shit, dump him and grab your kicker. Um, I love doing that strategy. Um, let's see. Irv Smith is another one that I, that I'm, I mean that like what you're getting from these guys where you don't even have to essentially draft them or you take them with your last pick is you're getting guys that could finish top 10, like legitimately. And it happens every year. They could finish top 10 and guys like this finish top 10 every year. And, 
the more calculated swings of the bat you take at, at players like this, the better off your team will be. Another one, Will Disley. Will Disley is a guy that uh, I really like, and he was he was. We've seen now two years in a row where he got going and then he got hurt. And it's unfortunate that he got hurt. Very, very unfortunate. And it's also, for his purposes, unfortunate that Seattle signed Greg Olson. But I don't think Olson's going to be super high-volume guy. I think he'll catch six, five or six touchdowns. But I think his receptions will be in the 30s. I'm intrigued by Will Disley for the ridiculous price of nothing again. Um, I think that he's worth holding on to. And in his case, he may be worth holding on to for a couple weeks. I'm not sure about the status of his health right now, but he he's essentially going undrafted. Uh, David Njoku is going undrafted. Dawson Knox. I heard Josh Allen in an interview recently with, he was on like Mark Sanchez podcast. I don't even know how I found that, but I did. And, um, he got to talking about Dawson Knox and he was saying that Knox can run past any linebacker that covers him. And basically that he's going to be a gigantic mismatch uh, in the very, very soon future. Um, Sounded like he thought it could happen this year. So that's a guy, you know, guys think of how many tight ends I just named that I think could finish potentially top 10, 12 or as true tight end ones that don't even have, draftable ADPs at the moment. That's insane. Like, so that's why I'm going to prefer to pass on a top three or four round tight end. You know, it's nothing against Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey, Ertz, those guys, but um, I'm just, I'm going to pass on them early. And I even have a little bit of a problem taking Waller in the fifth round just because of what I know I can do later. And I just think that it's so important to not like to make sure that your that your emotions are in line, right? You're not going to draft a guy just because he plays for your favorite team and you want him on like if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, "No, nah, fuck that. I want Kelsey in the second. Like you're not going to do that, man. You, you don't that okay, you can do that. And that's fun and all that stuff and it's cool when your favorite player on your favorite team scores a, a touchdown, but at the end of the day, do you want to win? Like, are you serious about winning or are you just having fun with fantasy football? If you've made it this far into my podcast, you probably want to win. You know what I mean? Or you probably take it a little bit seriously like I do um, just because I love competing and this gives me another reason to compete. And it's, and it's really, it really is a skill game. It's not all luck. You know what I mean? So um, controlling your emotions is a very big part of that skill. So like when you can get guys like this, as undrafted guys and you can get guys like Hunter Henry. And if you really want to spend high on a tight end draft Hunter Henry in the sixth or seventh round, you know what I mean? Like that is to me, that's a high price relative to where you can get some of these other guys like Hayden Hurst in the 10th. You know um, if you want to spend early, grab Hunter Henry and then still throw throw some shit at the wall and see see what sticks with your last pick instead of drafting a kicker for a month you know or, or a month early so um yeah guys i mean that's just my my take on it and uh i mean another one eric ebron like i could just keep going on and on here uh eric ebron is going in the 14th round you know 
I mean, even Greg Olson, like he could be a solid high floor guy week in, week out. Cole Komet, not drafted, not being drafted. Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas, not being drafted in in the majority of leagues. Jimmy Graham's not even being drafted. You know, so um yeah, I'm I'm super, super high on waiting for a tight end in 2020, if I haven't made that clear. Um, let me know what you think, guys. Again, my DMs are always open. Harlet me. Please do me a favor and share this podcast if you're enjoying it and you think a fantasy football and friend would enjoy it. Share it, or I don't really know all the lingo. You know, basically spread the word on my podcast. It would mean the world to me. Uh, if you want to debate this stuff, DMs are open at Fair Shake Football on Instagram, at Fair Shake FB on Twitter. All right, guys. Later.